Hello, everybody. This episode contains conversations about mental health, suicide ideation, and suicide itself. If you or somebody you love is in crisis and needs help, please contact the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. If you are in another country, please contact the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline number and please get the help that you need. Remember, you are important and you are enough. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Lori Time. I am your humble host, Daniel, joined by my co-host, Zach. Today, uh, Zach is uh, taking over and sitting in the captain's chair and will be taking us on another wonderful journey. I honestly don't know what we're going to be talking about today, so this is this is going to be interesting. Uh, Zach, you want to let us in on what the people... Yeah, so on this episode, we're not talking about an obscure movie from the 80s. <laughs> we're talking about obscure events from the 90s. No. <laughs> Every generation is just another obscure thing. Next week is the 2000s. The 2000s, oh my god, we're really getting to the future. <laughs> um, No, actually. So, as you know, I love music. Yes. Um, And there are some bands that kind of like evolve to have like their own lore, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like stories about them that become legendary. Yeah. Like... I, I, I don't know about like you like bands that almost become infamous yeah just because there's so many stories that float around mm-hmm. uh, probably a big example from our childhood would be like Marilyn Manson right yeah yeah the whole like Kenny did he remove his, his ribs, ribs to suck his own dick yeah which no, apparently is false which That's... is false that didn't happen okay but that got passed around <laughs> like, like like the boogeyman kind of thing oh yeah there was a whole story about how in the the 70s Alice Cooper would kill chickens on stage okay he did it. Oh, okay. But like, it got passed around, and you know, back then there was no internet. There was no, you know, there was it was all word of mouth. Yeah. And uh, they would actually, he went to England to, to do a tour. Uh, the stories had spread like crazy mm-hmm. about what basically people thought people were going to die okay. on stage. So they tried to ban him from coming into the country. At I all. think I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually they got him through. And what they did as a publicity stunt, there was this big truck. With him just literally naked, except for him and a snake. Okay. On the side of it. They caused it to stop traffic. So okay. they literally adjusted the big rig. So it was in the middle of the road. Completely stopped traffic with just this picture of him <laughs> on the side. And it worked. Like, all those shows were sold out. It's, wow. It was a different... I mean, it was a different so, time. So is it, you're saying that's what we're going to have to do to get this... Essentially. I've already got it printed out. <laughs> we're just going to stop traffic on the 99. Where it turns into a two-lane road. Easy. No. Block the 41 North on during rush hour. <laughs> the 41 North down. No, but... So one of the bands... So the band we're going to be talking about today, actually, is called Mayhem. Mm-hmm. And um, Mayhem is very big in the black metal scene, okay. and they're kind of a band that when you talk to anyone who has knowledge of they, you people will go, oh, the, you're one the, of oh, those, oh, they're my. they're the unspeakables. They, of, uh, are they kind of like okay? Uh, so just really quick to set a segue really fast. So because we do lore, I think we're not just fan. We're not just gonna do fake lore. We're right. gonna do lore. This is real. Yeah. This is like like borderline. Like oh, it's so crazy that it feels fake. Yes. Kind of thing. Hundred percent. Um. 
But I was gonna say, is this kind of like uh, for those WWE fans? Is this like the Chris Benoit? Like this is like the about, this is like the Chris Benoit we story. We don't talk about uh, those kinds of things. Which uh, just a disclaimer before we really get anything going here. There's gonna be a lot of things that go yeah. on. This is a very dark story. Okay. Um, but no, this is a band that literally has become large. This is a band that everyone knows the name of, but probably has well, if you are in like the metal scene. Okay. And but probably hasn't like actually heard the music, but the name just kind of caused people to go, oh. Uh, would would you say that they're a big contributing factor to like the not the I guess the stereotypes behind yes. death metal and like yes. that I oh, black metal and like that whole like oh they like the, yes psychos. And... This is so you know the joke like this is what classic rock sounds like to your mom right yeah, or like yeah, yeah, yeah. this they most of the stories around it like the stories about Alice Cooper were real the stories about Marilyn Manson he. He um like ma- he manufactured those for an image. Yeah, this is like this is real. Okay. This this is like this is yeah these these stories happened. This is this gave a whole new context to what was going on. And um just to give a little background on kind of like what black metal is and like where <laughs> yeah. it came from. Because as, as I'm, I'm me and many of the people I'm sure who are listening, aka our parents. Um, are not uh, black metal fans. fans so they us, don't listen to the darkness. Yeah, so walk us through that because I know, like, yes, like what? So I know, like, the Slipknot's like new metal. The Slipknot's with, new with metal. A U, not with, any, yeah, N U N U metal. So yeah, walk us through. So black metal. So it's really started in the late eighties. Uh, you had a lot of bands kind of going back to raw production, raw sound, mm-hmm. and uh, it was kind of what was called speed metal, it was like Motorhead, fast. Uh, kind of aggressive vocals. Okay. Um, just kind of like stripped back, a lot going on. And then there just became more and more extreme variations of that. Okay. And that got watered down to a point where there was a band called Venom. Okay. Now, Venom literally took the... They weren't very good. <laughs> they, they knew they weren't very uh-huh. good. But they said, what if we played really fast? What if it was the just, orcs of war? What if we just painted ourselves red and went really fast? That was no, that was it. They were like, "Listen, <laughs> we can't outplay these guys. Yeah, we can't. You know, we know there's really nothing about us that's interesting. We'll just play really fast and we'll sing about Satan." Okay, that was the one. They were like, "We'll sing about stuff that'll get us attention." Yeah, because that was still at the point where that was like a new thing. Is that what well, part of the the? 80s is that 80s? This is late 80s. So is this is a lot of this play into the the satanic panic? Satanic panic, which for those of you who are Dungeons and Dragons fans know, that was a big. Mm-hmm. Those they, they a lot of extremely religious groups try to tie D and Dungeons D- and Dragons to heavy metal and black metal, black, black metal. And, because they talked about the devil and Dungeons and Dragons yeah. has like deities and devils. Exactly. And, yeah. No. Oh, okay. This, this was it was all one, and this was kind of like so you had Motley Crue right, who had like pentagrams on stuff, but they were still but they, saying but they were, girls, girls, girls. Yeah, they were sex. They were sex drugs. It was a rock and roll. This is like, what if we took that imagery, the pentagrams and the the dressing like, all in leather and stuff, actually started singing about the devil and just played really fast. Now they so they had their own like set and all their songs were like literally they had a song called "In League with the Devil." It was very goofy though. It yeah. was very like they had fans that would blow on them. They wore all black. They had like you know crazy stage it names. Was a, it was a gimmick. It was a gimmick, and you'd have to now looking back on it, it's really goofy. Yeah. But in that moment, this was the the, the devil is walking on stage. My God, Paul McCartney's got a gun. Like it was. It was like that. And they, and you know, this is back in the day too. 
where there, you know, there's no social media. Yeah. So and it's stories. It's stories. It's all stories about these bands. And album covers were huge because you're LPs, right? Uh-huh. And you don't know what this band is, but you have this like... It's, it's like a book by, the, by its cover. And their second album by uh-huh. Venom has a black pentagram on it with a goat head on it. It says black metal. Okay. That is where the term comes from. Oh, okay. They, it was, there was a song called black metal on it. And basically, the whole genre evolved by all these people who heard this record, had this LP. They're like, we want to make music that sounds like that. Okay. So... Black metal became a genre. Black metal became a genre. And it was more so the the look and the vibe of what was going on. Uh-huh. So this music, oddly enough, gained a real big foothold in Europe, European yes. countries. I've heard and that's a stereotype, right? It is that the darkness comes from Nor- specifically Norway. Yeah. For now, there's oh, some Norwegian black metal. I've Norwegian black metal, and I think we talked about this for those of you who watched like true crime, not true mm-hmm. crime, but crime shows like Bones did an episode about Norwegian black metal mm-hmm. because of a band that had a skeleton that was a real it was a real, real person. Then they were like, "How did you get this? What are we doing? This is a, might be a crime." Yeah. Okay. And from out there, there came a band called Bathory. Uh, named after the Countess Bathory, which would, I don't know, bathes in the blood of virgins. Yeah, she would murder virgins and wait until get it yeah. gain eternal youth. Exactly, and that so the music from Bathory uh, mm-hmm. also kind of took what Venom was doing, made it even more metal, ext- more extreme. <laughs> so the thing too about black metal, it's got to sound like it was recorded in a shoebox. <laughs> it was in the dungeons. It, it's like we if we started playing music and recorded on our microphones, <laughs> like is that what's supposed to sound? <laughs> And the thing is, the reason like it really took hold in Norway is metal, and specifically black metal itself, is all about emotion and creating a vibe and a feeling. Yeah. And to the people who were growing up in the cold, in the, they wanted something that like... Living in the dark. The, living, living in the, in the darkness. Yeah, yeah. They felt like this was giving a voice to their feelings. Um, there's a band called Immortal. Uh-huh. And... Um, they created this whole like um, mythology around being out in the woods, and they created this whole like token esque like mythology. And they thought black metal was the only thing because it like they tried to get a music that tried to sound like what it sounds like in a blizzard. They okay. tried to like put their emotions. That's why they're shrieks. Like so, black metal has a very specific vocal styling. Uh-huh. It's high pitched screams. Because they're trying to convey this emotion, like the wind. The wind. Oh shit. Okay. Uh huh. Like ghosts on the wind. Uh, fucking. This screaming in the darkness. So that's why all the songs have this vibe of like being alone in a forest, being alone in the cold, and that is what they're trying to, to like tell people convey. Like, <laughs> we have to go through this. You, you guys do, do, do. Fuck you. No, exactly. So it's and, cool. And well, it, I mean, it's well, it is, well, it is yeah. cool because there's a lot. This is gonna paint a lot of these bands in a negative light. There's a lot of these bands mm-hmm. that were just trying to create emotion and create a vibe. And if you can, like, get into that headspace when you're listening, you're like, oh, like, I get why it sounds like this. I yeah. understand. Yeah, no, 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 no. That, that definitely, oh, okay. Like, yeah. it's meant, like, the sound, it's supposed to be like, yeah, it's, it's sound, supposed to be- it's like, hey, this is what we're in, we're going through. Yeah. Another really random thing, I noticed, uh, there's, like, a documentary about, like, pop music, mm-hmm. and a lot of, like, the number one guy who's written, like, all these hits is, I don't, I know he's Northern European. Yeah. But it's interesting that the Northern Europeans have a lot of to do in music. music. Yeah, yeah, and in a very bizarre. I guess if it you're is in bizarre, the, I guess if you're in the cold, 
Yeah. That's all you have. You can't go outside, it's, I guess. You can't, well, you can't, well, it's very, it's, it's frigid. You, you can go outside, but there's a lot of beautiful nature out there. Yeah. So it's this idea. And so a lot of black metal has folky melodies in it that are actually very pretty. Uh-huh. But the way they're recorded is in this violent texture. So if you play black metal songs acoustically, they, they sound, sound like folk music. Oh, okay. If you take, if you strip away the, um, um, like all the effects and everything, it's essentially folk music. Huh. Played very violently. Wow. And then, so to get into more cultural stuff, a lot of what they sing about is like the devil and Satan. And there is a reason for that. Oh, okay. It's not, Norway is traditionally very Viking religions. Yes. Your oh. Odins, your, mm-hmm. um, you know, Thors. Uh, what are they called when they're not Christian? Uh, oh. The heathen. Heathen, yeah. Literal heathen, like, like yeah. actual heathen. They always felt slighted by Christianity and other things yeah. because that was brought to them. By yeah. like the the English that was imposed upon them, and something that's going to go on is they built churches yeah. on like Viking ground, and, all and this that's stuff why like the that. Vikings would raid them. I mean, amongst other things. Yeah, but, no, exactly. Yeah. So they these lyrics singing about they were just trying to put something out there that was very against. That's why a lot of it is about the devil. What about like they went? They literally went full one eighty. Full one eighty. They're, they're like, like no. we we are going back to like the heathen ways where we're like sacrificing things and the <laughs> we're eating mushrooms and running around naked in the fields. In the fields, and um, so this scene attracted a lot of the fringes of society. Yeah, it's, had... it's like the ICP of. Mm-hmm. You, no you, you get the not the burnouts, but yeah, I mean, you get yeah. people dude, not undesirables either. It's like just people who don't feel like they're they fit in. They yes. don't fit in. Society doesn't understand us. We've yeah. and people who are in a way, yeah, their society doesn't understand us. We want to fit in with these other people who have these ideas. This is and at the time it's new. This yeah. is a new. This is a it's, new. It's against outlet. the system. It's yeah. a, it's another version of being against the system. Being against the system and it's new and it's creating a big stir because it's the satanic panic, right? Yeah. So you're so there's literally these records that are coming out of Norway, <laughs> and they're coming in like cassettes. Yeah. So you're like passing these like yeah, these hey, demon hey, cassettes hey. around. Yeah. Hey, take a take a hit, take a get, take, take a, a listen to this. this. It'll change your life. And so that's kind of the basis. That so so that's kind of the the shit, the culture we're in here. This is the early '90s. Okay. And um, we're gonna go over some of the players that are in this story. Okay. Um, so. Uh, we're going to kind of shift to a man named Varg Vilkernes. Okay. And Varg <laughs> tends to search things about himself, so there's a chance he might listen to this, and he won't enjoy it. Oh, I might. So, no. <laughs> Varg, <laughs> he might talk about it. <laughs> um, Varg, so Varg is from Norway. Uh-huh. And uh, this is where Sudab Hussein is going to make a surprising entrance yeah, okay. into the story. Um, his dad was like a software engineer, uh-huh. and they had to go to uh, Afghanistan. Huh, okay. To work. So for a couple of years, I think it was maybe maybe a full year, he had to, at a young age, this Norwegian boy, had to go to an Afghani school. Well, he definitely stood out. He definitely stood out. And there's probably, they're not quite sure where some of his ideas came from mm. about people who are different than him. Uh-huh. But this is probably <laughs> like a breeding ground. A breeding there. ground for, he's, he talked about it a little bit. But um, this was probably where some of, like, the ideas started to form. Okay. Now, off of this, he started to um, 
get involved in a lot of like neo-Nazi groups um, as a younger boy. Oh boy! And his parents were like, in Af- Afghanistan? No, after they moved back oh, from okay. Afghanistan, I was like, no, 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 not in Afghanistan. What the fuck? Like, That's diverse. No, so they moved back from Afghanistan to Norway. Okay. And he started to get into a lot of thoughts and ideas. Yeah, he ran into some people who some uh, like-minded individuals. individuals. And his parents, like, couldn't actually. They were like, where did this come from? <laughs> and this kind of brings up some interesting ideas of you can just kind of be born a certain... Like, like be born bad. Like nature versus nurture. Nurture. Because yeah. they were like, we did not raise you to be like... that. He just turned out that way. Yeah. And uh, so not only that, but he got a great love of token and fantasy during this time. And to the point where he wanted to start a band that would be called Burzum. Okay. Now that is a deep Lord of the Rings it's cut. cut. That's a deep. That is on the inside of the ring. There is the uh-huh. in, in Orcish written one ring to rule them all. Yeah. One ring to bind them and in the darkness, whatever. Uh-huh. Burzum is the Orcish word for darkness. That is a very deep cut. That is what is inside the the one ring in Lord of the Rings is Burzum, which is the Orcish word for darkness. Okay, also just really fast just to double check this because I know you've been on a tear with yeah. insulting Tolkien fans lately. Is it orcish or is it elvish that's on the rings? Oh, well, I guess it's... Oh, sorry that's for the se- Sorry for the segue, but... Oh, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna, they're going to get me, Daniel! <laughs> it's a very big distinction. Is, okay. Tell me, uh, Gandalf didn't want to read it. Which is, so it's the it's the word for darkness okay. in, in, in a language, but it's literally from the inside of the ring. That is a deep cut. Yeah, that's a... That's a oh, boy, I, I watched the director's cut. cut. So his his first literally and going back to the satanic panic mm-hmm. would be used on some of the um, his first albums like uh, the Temple of Elemental Evil is probably a title you are familiar with is one of the first D and D yes um, it is he used D and D book covers as album covers oh no D and D was this, like, no, no dude, this this, this poor, is literally poor where Gary Gygax. <laughs> No, this is like you're wondering where all these like stereotypes came from. Yeah, this we are getting into the lore of like where this came from. Uh, okay, he has an album cover. It's literally the D and D edition of Temple of Elemental Evil. That's why I sounded fucking familiar. Lapped Burzum on that shit. That and um, so we're gonna go. And so he. Okay, well now I'm now, yeah. now I'm doing the overthinking. Part. Yeah. Wait. So he so he took the cover. So did he ever get copyrighted? No, no. He just like photocopied it and. <laughs> But like you know, was the, did they really? But at the time, would you know? What was it Wizards of the Coast? Or? That was, they weren't even a thing oh, yet. It was, but it, it, oh, it was some company. I know it is. It's some fucking right. But yeah. are they really worried about like you know these cassettes from Norway? From Norway of yeah. this like maladjusted young like eighteen. To be, yeah, to be fair, I think D and D was fighting to survive right. at that point, so they were kind of like, well, yeah. So so this is really the double whammy. He was a token fan, a D and D fan had some terrible political mm-hmm. and it was all so he was a musician he, uh, he played the guitar and uh, wrote some songs he wrote some songs not that you could understand what he's saying because my man is shrieking on these <laughs> things and it's kind of funny because you go back and listen you can hear his voice crack <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted somebody to, to listen <laughs> I, feel, I feel that man <laughs> that's real <laughs> And most of the songs are about, like, fantasy topics or about, like, Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. And uh, at this time, he gets invited with one of his friends to go down, I believe it's Oslo, to go down and visit a man named Euronymous. 
Euronymous is not his real name. I believe his name. Uh, these are all foreign names, so forgive me, but I believe his name was Olstein. We are just <laughs> going to refer to him as Euronymous. <laughs> like a fucking Warhammer character. So Euronymous was in a band called Mayhem. Okay. Now, Mayhem was comprised, comprised at this time of Euronymous, uh-huh. Necro Butcher, who was playing bass. As you do. Hellhammer, who was playing <laughs> drums. And Dead. Who was the lead singer? Fair. We're gonna get more into some of these people <laughs> a little bit. So Varg, uh, who would later go by the name Count Grishnak. Grishnak is a goblin. He is the orc in Lord of the Rings. Oh. When Frodo and Sam are going to the tower in Mordor. Yes, he's the one who captures them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are some deep cut. <laughs> My man read Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh shit! So they go. I think we have to make a Lord of the Rings episode. I know. Now we haven't got to like, spin off this. Be like without the, without the Nazis and the. And um, so he goes with his friend, uh, and his friend had been communicating with Euronymous on the phone, but uh, didn't have the address of where they were supposed to go to meet him. Okay. So, I guess this is what you did in the early nineties. They just started asking people. Okay. Hey, where do we go? Where do we go? And this lady's like, I know you because he's like, do you know this guy? He's got long black hair, dresses all in black. He's a musician. Do you know where this menace is? About about to be in a fucking blade fucking movie. (laughs) You know where Neo is? Just get murdered by vampires or some shit. And she's like, yeah. I actually uh, do know where this, this is. This is how you go missing. This well, is how you go missing. I know where this man is, and then you get sold to slavers. And she's like, follow me. Oh, God. So she drives, and they, she just starts driving. They're driving for ten minutes just out into the wilderness until they come to this, like, decrepit farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. She's like, that's where he is. Now we're going to die. And she leaves. Oh, we're going to die. They have no way to get. They have no, so they, you know, this is a new city. They're just out here chilling. Oh, fucking. So they knock on the door. And out comes Euronymous, right? He just lives out here in the in the middle of the so think about it, the frosted darkness is where this man lives. He doesn't have a car, he can't get around. He's just out so this is their this is Mayhem's rehearsal space. And uh, this that's is not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. But this is how Varg first meets Euronymous. Okay. So also in this house is Dead. Now we're gonna talk about Dead here. Uh, he, again, he has a very difficult to pronounce name. I believe his first name was Per. We're just going to call him Dead. <laughs> Dead was the lead singer yes. of Mayhem. Okay. When Dead was younger, okay, he was severely bullied. Okay. To the point where he was beaten so bad that he flatlined momentarily. Okay, which is where the term Dead came from. He then went on to have visions. Oh my goodness. That he was in fact actually dead. That he was an undead being who needed to be set free. He had these visions that he had cold blood running through his veins. That he was not a living thing. So he is also credited. So you know what corpse paint is? Uh, when you paint yourself with what, a, like, so with you, a skull. something like Kiss, you know, like yes. you know Gene Simmons. They but they were doing it to look cool. <laughs> Cor- so in black metal, okay. corpse paint is a huge thing. Okay. And Dead is considered the first person who really started doing it because he wanted to look dead like a corpse. So is it like like you put like a lot of like whitener on the white, like, black, yeah. black around the eyes, white. 
Dead would bury his clothes into the ground. Okay. And, and then dig them up before shows to put them on. So it would be like he was wearing like, like corpse clothes. He would have a dead bird in a bag okay. that he put under his pillow. And that's what he slept with underneath his pillow. Okay. So he would be as close as possible to death. To death. If you didn't, if I didn't know that this is real, this, this is real. This, this sounds like a fantasy book. This, this sounds is like real. fantasy. This is so he is. They're in this cabin. Okay. This old house. Yeah. The middle of the Norwegian darkness. Okay. Covered in snow and sadness. <laughs> Just Euronymous and dead out here chilling. Just... Apparently, they didn't get along. <laughs> oh, really? Really? I don't know. I guess cabin fever. Cabin and... fever. And so dead was, and I put singer in quotations. Uh, he wanted to again sound like a screeching ghost of yes. corpse. And he wrote um, some very, some very, he he wrote some songs with some words. <laughs> and you, <laughs> that you, can't, you can't really repeat out loud. Yeah. Loudly. Well, not so much that, but like things about death and like dying and because he very much believed he was a different being. Yeah. From all these other people. And he was going to be set free. Um, eventually. When people say they're going to be set free, then... That's never good! <laughs> Nobody ever says that and goes, oh, this guy's functioning. So, uh, during this time... So, Dead would never really, like, come out of his room. Uh-huh. He would just kind of, like, emerge every once in a while. Like, to, like I eat. Am. Yeah, I know. And then, like, he would go back into the <laughs> darkness. So, imagine you're in his house with this man lurking. So, they're in a band together, but they fucking hate each other. I guess that's yeah. how that, that works. works. So, Varg is talking to Euronymous this time. Now, Euronymous is this big person in the Norway black metal scene, underground metal scene. Okay. He has his own record shop called Helvete, which means uh, the gates to hell. And it's this big underground thing. He is putting out, like, I worship the devil. I would kill somebody. <laughs> if you, like, I would, like... Now, there's been a lot of how much of this he means, how much of it is, like... For show. For show, how much of it is... is a just, How much of it is, is a gimmick. gimmick. Yeah. How much is this man putting a gimmick? But he is causing a panic, pretty much, in, in this this new scene. And people would come to him mm. and to show them ideas and show, to show him music. He is like this weird, like, wizard character, right? <laughs> that people are like, look at my <laughs> offering of riffs. <laughs> and people would literally come out to this farmhouse to show him tapes. Of like just wild, they're just, just their thoughts. Yes, and they're, they're, hey, are we on the same wavelength here? There's music, and there's this uh, story about how members of Dark Throne, uh, Dark Throne is another very famous band. They uh, about them showing them the record uh, Southside Eclipse or something like that, and him just shitting all over it because um, they were they weren't all dressed in all black. They weren't like worshiping, but he was like, "You're going against the scene," and he was like, he was ruling the scene, right? And um, you had to get a blessing from Euronymous to, to, like, to make yeah. it. Yeah. And so he is produce, well, producing these records. He's selling them. So he's getting these. And um, so he was like, he was like, no, you're po-. like, he, he's, he was the poser police. He was, oh, yeah. He was, he was a gatekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, so he's running his thing. And Varg and him kind of become, during this time, 
friends in quotation marks. I feel like I feel like this is all like Game of Thrones. They're all Game of Thrones. They're friends. all Game of Thrones like, friends. The second you give me the chance, I will kill you. And uh, Euronymous agrees to produce and distribute Burzum, the, the first uh, Burzum record. Yeah. And um, I think he presses about a thousand okay. of the records. They actually sell out. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, which you know that's you know that's a decent amount that's, to yeah. sell out. And um, but here's where some little the... cracks start to form. In okay. This. Um, Euronymous didn't have a car to like get around and do things, mm-hmm. and so he wouldn't like pick records up. He would take orders for records, but he wouldn't make more. So he was just holding on to money. Uh, he was not a good business person. Yeah, that's and, usually when people get upset. And Varg was like, "Fuck, man! Like, I I'm trying to like sell my records. I'm trying to get my thoughts into the world." <laughs> and um. They start, start butting heads on this. So Varg is like putting his own money up to print more records so he can send them to people who order them. Things are, you know, starting to, the, the, the cracks are yep. starting to show it's always, it's always money. Yeah. Always money. So we're going to go back to Dead here. Okay, how's Dead doing? He... Dead decides it's time to be set free. Oh my goodness. They leave, so at this point Varg has, is not in the farmhouse anymore. It's just Dead and Euronymous again. Euronymous comes home okay. in the darkness <laughs> and he finds dead. Very dead. <laughs> dead, dead. He um, slit both of his wrists oh, and oh. then shot himself in the head. Well, okay. With a note okay. that said, sorry for the mess. And then he left the lyrics to one last song. And oh it, he left more, so there's more on the note about how like you don't understand this, but I need to do this so I can... like be reborn he has so now you're a normal person (laughs) what you come across this scene what do you do oh my god i mean this is gonna go into the public information (laughs) out into the world uh fuck dude i don't even i can't even process that i'd be like fuck like well I mean, with my with the way I am, I'd probably make a joke about it. Yeah. Saying I'm sorry for the mess. I'm like, well, oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, shit, I don't even know. I call the police. police? Obviously, is the most obvious thing. Call the police. I, I call somebody. Call somebody. So you, what you're saying is, you don't leave, go to the store, get a disposable camera, come back, and be like, "Sweet, got a new album cover." That's a pretty. That's a lot, even for. The world. So he takes the dead... He literally arranges his dead body with his brain up... Literally, his brain uh-huh. is on the wall. Arranges the body. Takes pieces of his skull for later. Those will come back into the story. Okay. Takes pictures of it. Does okay. not call the police. Oh, okay. He takes a bunch of pictures. And then he calls Necrobutcher, who is the um, bass player. Mm-hmm. He says, dead did something awesome. Fuck. Okay. And he goes, this is going to, like, push this band to the to, to the moon. He's like, this is it. We got this. And Necro Butcher, the only probably, like, normal person in this whole story, goes, this is insane. <laughs> no. He goes, what are we doing? Yeah. No. He's like, I want out of this. I want nothing to do. This is, <laughs> this is, this is, fuck with my artistic integrity. I'm gone. He leaves. Bass player slots open. Hellhammer still is just chilling. He's a drummer. The drummers he are always. He's chilling. 
a little odd birds. A little odd birds. So, oh, I forgot to mention that when they would play, they had actual decapitated pigs oh. and cows, and their heads would just be put on pikes on the stage. They would literally be like bleeding and stuff. And uh, Dead would cut himself with glass and knives okay. and literally bleed all over this. this. Going to one of those shows was like you were fighting for your life against the devil. He would literally just stand there like like like, like a dumb like yeah like <laughs> just screaming while there's like pigs heads like to be okay to be fair as as somebody who has seen the, like the yeah. satanic panic and yeah. like how it affected dungeons to be fair you walk you 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 just like take a left turn take a wrong left turn at Albuquerque you walk in you walk into whatever the dungeon this fucking dungeon is they were all in basements too and you fucking walk in and you see this you're like the devil's real. This is this is the devil this happening. The, this is the devil's work. <laughs> this is ah, what do we? This who, is, you you have to like okay. Obviously, Dad had a lot of issues. Yes, there's a lot of mental. Problems. There's a lot of mental. I mean, obviously, and I, mean, I think it kind of makes yeah. it interesting taking like seasonal depression. Yeah, about that because the oh yeah no that's they talked about that. But fucking Christ, these people. No, he literally just cut himself with glass. Yeah, you would walk in and be like, "This, what? Where do we?" I read about this in the Bible. <laughs> this, is, this is, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, the, that is a Bible story where you that, just cut yourself with glass. Yeah, like, like you're like, this is, this is it. This, this is, is the end of days. This is the end of days. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Literal, actual decapitated pigs. They would like, have, like literally just stuck on spikes, bleeding everywhere. And you know, these are small shows. So there's no security. You're up in it. Yeah, there people are, and these are people who are like, take like take the most toxic yeah. sports fan and go, what if this person could be that two feet from me? Yeah, with this level of, of whatever of fucking chaos. Chaos. <laughs> so the police eventually do come and get the body. That's and good. Take it out. But As they should. Uranus has saved pieces of his skull. Nice. To which he would make into jewelry. Uh, fucking. Now, if he liked you. Oh. And if he liked the music you were putting down, okay, he would uh, give you like a necklace with a piece of dead skull on it as like a uh, weird goblin king. <laughs> Be like, I like the evil you're doing. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I like nice. that. Very nice. So that's, so that's what's going. Well, Mayhem needs a singer <laughs> and a bass player now. Oh. And Var- wasn't it Var- Var- Varg? Varg? Is asked to be the bass player, and uh, Attila uh, comes in to be the lead singer. Okay. And they record "The Mysteries de Satanis," which is the mysteries of Satan. Okay. And it was the one record they recorded. Just one. Just one. And this is like, this record is like the granddaddy of like black metal records. This is like. People speak about this in like hush whispers. This record it has a song on it called "Freezing," like "Freezing Moon," because all the songs are like written by Dead. Uh-huh. So they even like recorded the last song he wrote the lyrics, so that like that's on there. And then the pictures that he took of Dead's dead body ended up um, being used on a record called "Dawn of the Black Hearts," which is like a demo album. And literally, they put it on the LPs. Oh shit! Um, you can still. Uh, See it. You can still buy it. Um, that's wild. That's, that's It is wild. And uh, I told you, I was at a friend's, 
and we went to the, his small town um, like fair. Uh-huh. They were selling T-shirts, and they literally had a mayhem shirt that had the image on it. I was like, "What are we selling here? <laughs> when, when do we start sacrificing people, you psychos?" I'm like, "Maybe you guys don't know what this is, but I know I think what this I is. I do, and there's some issues. There's some issues." And um, so they record this record, and mm-hmm. it pops like by pops off it sold like 1500 copies but like in the underground for what it is for yeah to because they sell it with tell do they sell it telling people like hey yes this, this is story real. this is real this is so this so this starts making its way across the ocean to like america and stuff. so you're getting like this is all word of mouth stuff yeah that there is this literal like this is it this is those. This is the satanic pit, and <laughs> you're, so you're real. like, "Hey, man, you want a copy of this?" So it's like, yeah. it's all passed around. So that's how it spreads in the metal underground, and it gets this actual cult-like following. Yeah. This following. So at the same time, the Varg is still losing a lot of money here dealing with Euronymous. Everything aside, Euronymous not a great businessman. <laughs> the, the least of our problems. <laughs> the least of our problems. And there is also this odd other disagreement they start having. Oh, God. Hellhammer and Varg are of the Nazi persuasion. Okay, they... Euronymous is a communist. What the fuck? I'm not here to make friends. What the fucking real world of bullshit are we doing here? They start not agreeing. Because a lot of people in the scene... Of this Norway scene. Tend to float more, more on the right on the, the left. And uh, they were both on the bad ends. They yeah. were both on the, you don't want to be on yeah. there. But this, Varg is very much on the, no, like, we believe in Odin. Like, we, like, they have this weird thing going like the, on. Yeah, that weird, uh, like, Nordic like, thing. Right, they, Nordic like, thing. Yeah. Paganism and... That was a, paganism. That was the word I was thinking about before. So they're arguing... This is this is another rift that is existing. Well, when rifts happen in this band, things happen. Things so happen. Bad thing. <laughs> yeah, nothing good. So around this time, I believe it is about four churches, historic churches, mysteriously burned to the ground. Oh my god. Oh fuck. <laughs> you ever wondering where that whole thing came from? It came from this. Really, the burning churches thing. Oh mm-hmm. shit! It all came from this. So these churches burn to the ground. Fuck. Okay. We're 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 beyond we're in the realm of committing crimes. We're, we're, oh, we're in. And these are like hundred. Like these are gorgeous historic oh, churches. Fucking burn to the ground. Okay. We're we're deep. We're fucked. We're bad. This is it. So there's gonna be a couple different tales of events of what happened here. A journalist is invited to a meeting. With a group of people. What? And is told that if he calls the authorities, they will shoot him. And they say that the whole thing is that they're going to burn down these churches. They are going to get rid of, like, Christianity. Okay. They are going to bring back, you know, worshiping, like, the devil and stuff like that. And it's all tied to the black metal scene in Norway. Oh, Zach, the disclaimer we're going to have to put on this fucking episode is... is wild. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, so they this is this is Varg. Right? Okay, 
Now, his tale of events... We're vargin' it up today. We're vargin' it up today. His tale of events is very different. He says that he has no knowledge... Well, he says he knows who burned down the churches. Okay. But he says it wasn't him. Wasn't him? Didn't do it. But... If I did know... But if I did know who did it... But Euronymous goes to Varg and says, Hey, I know what could get mayhem a huge amount of publicity. You should go give an interview with the things and just maybe take credit for it. But name drop my shop. Name drop my record store. Uh So when the story comes out, we're just going to get like a ton of publicity. People are just going to show up. And then, but we didn't really do it. So we'll get... Um, Scott free, free, but we'll get all the publicity. Very, very short sight. Very, very short sight. That's like uh, me, Daniel. I need you to like confess <laughs> to a couple murders so that people listen to the podcast. <laughs> so Varg agrees. So in his tale of events, he agrees to this. How? how okay, so really fast. What's the age of all these people? Are they, I'm assuming they're on the younger end. This feels like young people. They're should. like 19. Okay, one, th- they this, are young. Okay, this feels like young people's stupidity. They are young is... people's stupidity. Okay. So Varg, so in his version of events, he just said a bunch of bullshit. He was just kind of like, ooh, we're big, we're scary, yeah, we're going to do the this. Devil. Which is all fun and games. Until? Until um, the police show up. Uh, oh, is this fun and games until you start making statements? Now, uh, the police do not like that you just say that you've committed arson. Against religious and somebody, you know, I believe somebody died in one of the fires oh, too. So you, now, now, now you're throwing in murder. Yeah. So Varg gets put in jail. Okay. For three weeks. Oh god, and that must shoot up the publicity too. Yeah. Well, three weeks, but he doesn't have any contact with the outside world. So he thinks this is getting a ton of publicity. It's getting a ton of like, um, the, for the shot, like we're gonna pop off. He doesn't know that... Now they're watching him? Well, Euronymous doesn't hold up his end of this whole bargain. Euronymous kind of panics and goes, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't like this kind of heat. Uh, he, he's not Closes ready. the shop. Oh, no. He closes it down, walks out in like this white t-shirt, is like, we, sorry, we didn't do it. Because he thought the... Um, they were going to shut him down. Well, his family was like, no. His family was like, this is... You. The whole country of Norway it is literally looking at us right now. And we're it. You're going to, like, shut down your shop. You're going to... Like, this is basically like, no, hold on. We're adults. You're going to apologize. Yeah. But Varg doesn't know this. Varg is rock and roll till we die, baby. Varg is hardcore rock and roll till we die. So there is this... So Varg, they didn't have his... They took away his clothes initially, and they brought him a box of stuff from the um, shop, actually, to pick to choose to wear. So there's this picture of him wearing a Venom t-shirt, black metal, coming out of jail. Uh, he claims he hates Venom with a passion, but that could just be, you know. But the pictures are on. But the now, pictures yeah. are on, yeah. So he comes out, and he finds out that you're on. Now, you should hear him talk about this. He's like, this uh, pussy <laughs> did it. He's like, no, this bitch did it. Like, this is literally, he's like, I sat in jail. For three weeks. For three weeks. And he folded, and he lost all my money. Yeah, that's now we're now we're dealing with some things people get real upset about. Money mm. is always going to be the now we're dealing with. So now we're dealing with people who have a lot of hate anyway. 
And now they have, in their minds, justified justified hate. hate. So now oh, we're God. now we're getting into territory this where the good. details are going to get real kind of murky. Uh-huh. Um, according to sources, okay. uh, Euronymous was an enjoyer. <laughs> You're going to be like, how does this get even wilder? <laughs> oh, fucking. Was an enjoyer of snuff films. Oh. I don't know if you know what that is. I do, and it doesn't make me feel okay. And good God. Oh, my. So, Jesus Christ. <laughs> What the fuck is... What is happening in Norway? There's a population in the like, darkness. Isn't there like 20,000 people in this fucking place? And one band. <laughs> fucking... My goodness. So he apparently was watching a lot of them. And he doesn't like Varg. Okay. And he's like, well... Again, what if I was to do this to Varg? Like, he was asking people? No, no, he was talking about it. So oh. Like people, he was like, I have a stun gun. He's like, I have some... Uh, let me pitch this idea. Yeah, let me pitch this What if I, like, stun gun Varg? Oh. I put him in the trunk of my car. My goodness. Then I torture him to death. Uh, I, I, I don't know, Zach. You're, you're, you're to get... You would... I'd have to call... Somebody has to be in it for him. You have to call the police. <laughs> Everyone else is kind of like... Call Batman at this fucking... Yeah, place. Superman has to show up? What are we doing? They're like... <laughs> Everyone else is like... That's a little weird. <laughs> that's... That's some, that's some thoughts, that, I guess. That's some thoughts. Man, Varg... Who is it? Euronymous is thinking this? Euronymous is thinking this. So, but here's the thing. This is what Varg has said Euronymous has said. Okay. Because he's apparently talking to people... Uh-huh. And at this point, so Varg gets out of jail. Animosity at all-time all high. Oh my goodness, this is peak. This is peak, like, venom. And he gets some... He hears this rumor. And he's like, oh. I'm gonna get you before I'm you gonna get, get me, me, motherfucker. So, they have this other um, guitar Friend. player at this oh. point named Blackthorn. Now, Blackthorn... What's Blackthorn? What's Blackthorn's deal? Blackthorn was very... He had a lot of problems as well. He was almost institutionalized. Oh, okay. But he decided not to go and just go live with Varg. Oh, as you do. As you do. So he's the guitar player. He's the other guitar player of Mayhem at this time. Oh, okay. So him and Euronymous would call each other and talk on the phone. And Euronymous, apparently, we're all getting into conjecture here, calls Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. And on the phone starts talking about his plan. To kill, to kill Varg, Varg. While Varg is sitting there next to Blackthorn because they live together. <laughs> so Blackthorn's like, hey, listen to this. Varg listens to this. And he goes, goes, okay. So apparently the plan was is that Varg had never actually signed a contract for, I believe, Mayhem or for the Burzum record with Euronymous. With so it was going to be under this pretext that Euronymous is going to, hey, can you come out here to sign this and contract? Then, and pop, then, pop. pop, pop. So, Varg <laughs> says he is going to just sign the contract, uh, drive down there, surprise him, give it to him, and then leave. Okay. So, he has Blackthorn drive him down there into this, like, apartment complex building. Thing. And it's not, and I'm sure it's not... Middle of the night. Middle of the night, bumfuck somewhere. Where? In the middle of Not nowhere. safe. And nothing, nothing good. So Varg says, hey, I'm gonna run up and give him this contract. I'll be back. Oh, fuck. Blackthorn yeah. stays down below to light a cigarette. As they do. And he's just kind of bumbling around. Accidentally walks up to the, uh, 
to the attic at one point by accident. Oh. He, re- he really was bumbling. He really was bumbling. <laughs> was like, then oh, on fuck. his way bumbling down, <laughs> oh, fuck. out the front door, oh, God. pops uh, Euronymous, Uh-oh. bleeding a lot, Uh-oh. getting chased by Vark. Oh my God. So... <laughs> Now it's going to depend we who have, you believe. We have entered, I, not even past the point of no return. Good lord. Now, Varg claims what happened in there uh-huh. was self-defense. Oh, god. I don't know if you need to stab people 23 times in self-defense. No. But maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> We're not. Where Varg claims that he went in there, gave him the papers, Euronymous, like, attacked him, Ran for a knife. Varg also had a knife. He won. That's his mm-hmm. set okay. of events. Well, him and Blackthorn, who is now pulled into <laughs> events he does not want to be on. I would be very upset. Have a body they gotta get rid of. Oh, shit. So, they ditch this body, and it's found very quickly. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, to be fair, if he's dressed in all black, they put him in the snow, so, he's going to stand out. <laughs> so... What the fuck, man? God damn. Yeah. So the newspapers... So these are famous people in Norway. Yeah. They go to Varg, and they're like, hey, do you feel bad about... Like, like, what do you feel about their uh, yeah. guitar player? He's like, oh. Uh, That's wild. It's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Varg uh, ends up getting arrested for this. Mm-hmm. Uh tried for the burning the four churches. Oh shit. And um the murder of Euronymous. Okay. Now when they found him, he also had a large amount of explosives on him. Oh my god. And they believe that he was planning to blow up this um communist like building. Holy fuck. That he was gonna start blowing up buildings. Varg was just he went down this, this road, road and he was going to the end of it, man. So the thing about Varg is he is like you look at it so back that he was very young. Yeah. You look at picture he looks so nice. So there's all these memes because he's just sitting there smiling and he looks like during the trial and he's giving like these smirks the whole time. Uh-huh. And like just like smiling at the camera and like winking and like uh-huh. fluffing, fluffing his hair. So he gets convicted. Oh no. Twenty one years. Oh shit. Which is the maximum you can get in Norway. Huh. Okay. Now, Blackthorn gets eight years. Oh, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed, too, for being an accessory. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Now, there's, so, around this time, so, Hellhammer, who was a guitar player, was basically, or the drummer, goes, well, I was planning on killing him, too. What the fuck? (laughs) What? Yeah, he goes, I was probably going to kill him if Varg didn't kill him. What the shit? Shit is happening in Norway. So, what is this Game of Thrones bullshit? So we're so we're gonna keep we're gonna keep we're gonna put these aside for a second. We're gonna go back to mayhem itself here. Oh my goodness! Okay. Mayhem will reform after this. Fucking with uh, Hellhammer, a Necro Butcher comes back. <laughs> and you know, we just had to get rid of the toxic presence. So they go on, and they're still going. We could go to a mayhem show today. Oh my goodness! There is still. Um, Pig's heads that are oh, it's my. still going like the whole sh- the whole sh- stick. And are they performing in bigger venues? Oh my god, they are. They are. They are. They are a big band. 
Villain Singer still mutilates himself on stage with a knife. And oh. I've seen one where he stabs the pig and pulls out and like, licks oh. the blood off of it. The They're name. still around. They're this still chug-a-lugging. <laughs> they've actually put out albums after this. Okay, which... Nothing has reached the infamy of mm. the one, the um, the Mysteries Days of Dennis. That is like... This is that's so, that's that's when that's black metal. That is that is black metal to the end, baby. That is it. So Euronymous dying almost creates these like cults around him in Norway. Oh my goodness! That are like he he because at this point, Varg starts to get away from like the Satan stuff that he never believed in. Is like no, I believe in like heathen religions. Yeah, and a lot of people are like no, like. You're betraying like the scene, like we believe in the devil, and they start getting like cults around Euronymous and the idea of him being like this like martyr to it. So there's still like weird oh, out there in the darkness fuck. that have like these like cults around him. Um <laughs> so Are we gonna get heat brought on us? I don't know nah, what the fuck. No, Vargoldi escapes from prison once in the story. <laughs> wait! Wait, 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 wait. Wait, whoa! What the fuck? What? No! Forget that! No! 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 What? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it! Oh, goes to God. Prison, and apparently prison in Norway is very nice. (laughs) I've heard it's yeah. I've heard those northern European mm. countries are kind of dope. Besides, you know, besides, besides the devil and shit. So he starts a, a club, a organization, a club called the Norwegian Heathen Front. Oh, that doesn't sound like a club. Well, it's a club for some people. <laughs> that, does, that sounds like a group. A group. And uh, during his time there, he uh, eventually members of that get arrested because they were also planning to blow things up. Um... But they got... <laughs> There's a reoccurring theme here, I see. blowing things up. So while he is in prison, he records a number of more Burzum albums. Okay. In prison. So there's just a... Here's yeah, a, no, he, had, he was the ability of the bike, he had a guitar, he had the... And these albums are actually have gone on to become, like, classics in the black metal really? scene. Really? These are very, like... If you go on YouTube, look them up, millions of views on these is this Is this his, uh... This is gonna be a, a bit of a stretch. Here. Is this his letters from Birmingham? Yes, J- from no, Birmingham is. jail, really? So fucking the, shit. So they go like, so the, his music, the lyrics in the music were either still about fantasy things, or they were about like Norway history and like their legends and stuff like that. But they're very like, but yes, they have gone on to become considered like classics in the genre, and these are what's considered his prison period. <laughs> his theme period. His theme. That's good. So during this time, apparently you're allowed to kind of like leave the prison and jog around. Okay. This is not. A, he's not in a high security this, prison. Then. I don't think they have like high security. <laughs> we're, was, we're gonna go in the fucking snow, right? He was also called uh, like the biggest boogeyman Norway had in like fifty. Because this was huge. Oh, was, this, this is, is like. Could you imagine? I mean, could you imagine that popping off? Could you imagine right. that? Like, how wild that! Was? Oh yeah, we would have reform po- political reforms that would just be wild. wild. Yeah. No, but this is you know kind of going back to the talking about the satanic panic and stuff. It's because of this. Yeah. It's because of now we've got underground kids here getting these records, these and black metal like, records, 
And they're like, this is it. This is the real... This is the shit. This is the shit. So you got posers. these... Posers. Posers, yeah. no. It's literally because you had like, oh, posers, how many people have you killed? This is what, like, this is what Black Sabbath sounds like to your mom, right? This is what Ozzy Osbourne... But this was... That's why this is so different. Is because everything else was, like, these cultivated images. Mm. But these guys, like, quote-unquote, lived, lived it. it. This, this, yes. They lived it to the max. So while Varg was on his run... He just... What if I just kept going? Well, there was a family in a car. Oh, my... Wait, he, like, went running... Oh, what? Yeah. So he's just like, he's taking a jog. He's supposed to go back to the prison. What the fuck? Waves over a car. Oh car, my god. Carjacks it. With a gun. What? I don't, they had to heat a bunch of people on the outside. Because remember, he's the leader of this like, neo club out in Norway. So he gets a gun, steals it. They eventually find him again. Bunch of guns. Bunch of more explosives. They arrest him. <laughs> Take him back in. They add a couple months on to his sentence. A couple months? I think he got like 11 months tacked on for breaking out of prison. Oh. Along with hoarding military-grade explosives. What heat are you... What if, are we about to just be the Dom Mysterios Serious? of fucking Norway at this point? So he so he continues to um, put out music. Okay. Uh, eventually gets to the point where he stops doing metal at all oh. and starts doing this weird like uh, folk music with electronics okay. and little beeps and boops. <laughs> Writes his own role playing game based off of Dungeons and Dragons, which is in print and you can buy it. It's distributed. <laughs> What's it called? Give me. Oh, I forget what it. I actually forget what it's called. Uh. But uh, but no, I've I've seen like reviews of it, like people who have reviewed it. <laughs> Because I think it's based on like the five E rule set. Uh, he really, yeah, he likes that. <laughs> he plays Twilight Imperium. Fuck, like, that's oh, how we no. know. We should have known he was crazy. So he gets out of jail. Um, twenty one years later. Okay. And so what is that now? He's, it's now. It's right? now. Yeah. Oh. So, so he so he's out now. Oh shit. <laughs> and he's he, he's recorded some more music. But the most interesting thing he did is he started a YouTube channel. Oh no, Varg! What do we? Where he talks about his thoughts. Yeah. Uh, okay. From what you've told me in this story, Varg is a human. Is a person who should not be allowed <laughs> to have thoughts. thoughts. He's a creed. He was like creed, creed the even for the internet. It's pretty shocking. Now it was so he moved to France and he lives in the French countryside and he like lives on like a survival farm, like a survivalist, like doomsday kind of a thing. Oh, and he's he's no. married and he has a ton of kids. Oh, Jesus! And they just live out there in the boondoggles. <laughs> in the boondoggles. And um. Oh my goodness! What are we doing here? So he would go on, and the most interesting thing is he literally has videos oh. where he talks about meeting Euronymous. And if you ever look them up, he the amount of hatred that he still permeates towards him is insane. You're like he did it. He like this he, no, a, this no, he a, says he did it. He oh. he claims he didn't burn the churches. He claims up and down he didn't do that. Uh-huh. Now there's a he got convicted of it. They said there's a lot. Of, I feel like he just would have admitted it because he admitted to a lot yeah, of he's things. He's admitted to a lot of crimes. If you are willing to admit the murder, I feel like, and he's already served his time. It's not like they can go back and get him. He already served time for doing it. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what you believe there, <sighs> okay. but the videos he talks about it and um, he the amount of just like. 
This is always oh, on Jim Cornette level. We're talking about Jim Cornette hating Vince Russo, <laughs> but like Jim Cornette did it, like, and just like insult, like just like you could tell this is a man filled with hate, and <laughs> a lot of his videos. So he. And some of it is him going because like Burza never played live; it was all like a studio thing. So some of it is like him like playing music, or he keeps his guitar in a coffin. By the way, this little coffin case, which of course he does. Uh, yeah, no, I mean this is add to the. Yeah, and he doesn't do anything with mayhem. Any that that in itself is done. Um, but yeah, he did his work uh, there, and then eventually, so <laughs> YouTube eventually banned his. Um, because mm-hmm. they were like even for YouTube this is a this is true. he started uh, having a lot of thoughts about the Jews that started oh. to pop up okay and uh, he has since been banished off of the which is almost more concerning because now you just don't know what he's doing <laughs> at least we, we there was there was like there a track re- well, you knew what he was doing and yeah he like, knew he was around like now he's just out there in the French countryside. Just, Making me, he, he put out a record not too long ago. Oh, shit. Okay. Just out there playing D&D in the woods. And you know, besides the murder, the Nazism, and, you know, that's not... He, so, he's considered probably the most, like, infamous, like, metal musician. Especially the most infamous, like, black metal musician. Yeah. But the influence, um, and again, the lore that's around Burzum and Mayhem. Yeah. And the early 90s in that... Is, I mean, that's it. That's it. That is, that is like, and you kind of like wonder, like, where did this all come from? Like, it was him using the D and D pictures as like album covers, like the Lord of the Rings stuff. And um, like I said, Burzum is still a big band. Uh, they they're still going around doing uh, Burzum Mayhem. But excuse me, Mayhem is still. Excuse me. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, no, I mean, Burzum is still a thing too. But now it's literally just like my thoughts. <laughs> it's now it's just there's not even lyrics to it anymore. It's just it's literally music for D and D campaigns. Like to put on in the background while you play. I don't know how that makes you feel. I don't know either. I don't. Oh god, do I, need, I need to go back and look at my make sure my YouTube shit wasn't. But this is yeah no. But this is when you're talking about lore. Um, because because with bands like a lot of bands had that. Like we, I know we talked about it, like Marilyn Manson wishes right <laughs> yeah Marilyn this is this is the kind of <laughs> we were like this dude might have taken some ribs up to suck his own dick whoa guys <laughs> this man is a psycho this is a psycho but um this is yeah that is the lore of mayhem and burzum and what they did and it's it's interesting when you look at kind of like what we were af- this is like okay so we started in America being afraid of like Motley Crue right yeah this is this is like you know the slippery slope? Yeah. Oh, you start like that. Then you, yeah, you do the, you do one bong hit, and now we're... Now you're in Norway. Now and, you're sucking dick for coke in Norway. And it is so... And it's something that has, like, permeated. So a lot of black metal is very different and gone from this now. But there is still out there... There's some, there's out there in the darkness. No, there is. Out there, you remember I said, like, the cults and stuff yeah. like that? They, It's not music to them. It's like this is it. This is it. This is like we will like we're out, this is this is it. And they're still out there. And for whatever reason, it's those European like those European countries out there. That's yeah. where it like it just stuck. It just stuck. And it's still out there in the in the darkness and 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 the cold. You probably hear like hear it in the wind Ooh. out there. Ooh. But uh, its effects. Uh, it just it, it's inseparable from the genre itself, and a lot of people have tried to like 
move it away and being like, hey, no, we just see about Nate. Like, you know, yeah, there's yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. people who just like liked the music and they didn't need all this. They were, they were like, this is a lifestyle. Then. This is a lifestyle. But unfortunately, um, what Mayhem did and that first record, it just... The damage is done. It's damage is done. It is what it is. Whether you, you know, no matter what you do, it is part of the history of it. You, yeah, you yeah, cannot yeah, yeah, tell yeah. the history of the genre without talking, without about, talking about them. That's a... Yeah. Oh, wow. they they've made um, they've made a book about well, this is you know because this is a wild this is they made a book about it. There's a movie. Oh my god. Um, there's a movie I think it's called Lords of Chaos I believe, and which Varg reviewed on his YouTube channel. Oh shit. Did not enjoy it. Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> Did not like it. Um, <laughs> I he like he even gets into like well they got the whole murder part wrong. Yeah. Like, Varg. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Hold on now. Hold Wait. on. And, um, about this real fast. yeah. So, um, I hope you enjoyed that, uh, wild tale. Holy shit. That was probably a little bit more wild than you thought a tale about a band was gonna go. I mean, uh, it's, it's crazy that you said that, like, cause we talk about, like, oh, yeah. lore and, like, yeah. what things come, like, especially with, like, Alien and, like, yeah. all the stuff we talked about. But it's interesting to see, like, like you said, like, just were these kind of tales and that is kind of like what we've talked about doing is talking you know like like cryptids and stuff like that like this like if you didn't tell me it sounds made up yes you this is someone wrote this this is a book somewhere this this sounds like something your mom would tell you so you wouldn't listen to metal yeah like there's no like (laughs) this is is what'll happen to you but (laughs) no there is some murdering in the eastern block or some shit no it's just it's just a fascinating tale just like I don't know. It's like because it, it it sounds like the lore of something else. It's the it's the definition of. Don't please don't come for us. <laughs> but this is like the, it's like that. Hey, I have an idea. Like you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. always like when someone has a really nice idea. Yeah. And then someone's like, well, "What if we took it that's, to the nth degree?" And you're like, "Well, that's not what we we're trying to go for." That's a hundred percent it. And they're like, "No, this is it." And you're like. I guess, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, us being, like, for example, Raider fans. I love, you know, oh, but yeah, there's, they're, they're, they're Raider fans who are like, well, bro, it's not yeah, no. that deep. No, this it's is a yeah. game. You don't need to stab me in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> it's not that big a deal, man. Fuck. No, no, that's exactly what it yeah. is. It's somebody who commits too hard. Oh, 100%. This man is, this man was locked in. Like, like this is the reason there's people called posers, you know? It's because it's like, oh, you're not, you're not up there in the woods. Like, <laughs> Sacrificing goats. Sacrificing goats and pigs. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's a... And kind of starting out, because I'd love to talk about the lore of some, some happier lore about bands, but that's about... You can't really top this story, because this... This has this has everything. So this really did. Like, like okay, like, what are we... Like, for example, right? You're talking about Molly Crew. Like, okay, what? Molly Crew just, like, did drugs. Did drugs and had sex with a lot of women. Yeah. Maybe, man. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Just, like, they just yeah. had a lot of sex and did drugs. And, yeah. like, that's great. But that doesn't have, like... No, the true crime. The sensationalism the... behind no. that. No. Saddam like, Hussein, for some reason. <laughs> Why was he there? <laughs> no, like, huh? we really don't, in America, have a band, to my knowledge at least, and please correct me in the comments if I'm, if I'm wrong. <laughs> Our parents are going to have some thoughts about it. I mean, there were, I mean, there's been, you know, obviously people in bands have, like, committed murder before and stuff like that. Yeah, but never, like... For the call, like, like I don't know. yeah, no, like to have this gigantic blending of like and the politics fact that you, and yeah. 
mental like mental problems and yeah. mental health and like seeing yourself as another being yeah no these are this is a group of people who needed help and how they all found each other and they were all just and why were they called necro butcher where did that come from where did this woman know where this man lived that's the bigger question if if you want to like you know like, like it's a lot of times a lot of people like this is this is yeah. kind of a weird hyperbole and i can but, you know, like, when people get mad about, like, cheating. Yeah. And, like, they always get mad at, like, the guy. Yeah. Look, okay, if you think about it, the person who... The, the linchpin was the your partner who yeah. decided to cheat. This, is like, this woman this took dude, them to this place. To this place. I was like, this is where he lives. Yeah, like, here you go. Here's the It's like the start wizard. of a horror movie, yeah. right? They're driving out into the middle of nowhere. He opens the door also to his creaky house with, like, Gollum living in a room. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, fuck, okay. Like, what are we doing, guys? That's, it's, it's intense. It's uh, intense. I can't think of another band that has as much lore or as real life application to it. It's more like... The, the, oh, the it, ripple effect. A, yeah. The ripple effect to this, like... Yeah. Even the way they write music is just like... People copy it to this day. That's... Well, I guess Dad had some... Dad had some... Some, 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 some lyrics, man. Yeah, they just... Yeah, and it's... I don't think it'll ever go away, no matter how far as people. It's it's all it'll always be the ugly stain, and the fact that mayhem is still around. That is, that is a testament to, I don't know what, but that's that's like, that's like some WWE yeah. shit. Because like we've talked about before, like 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 when you see like WWE gimmicks and stuff, yeah. like they have some psychotic stuff. Like, yeah, like people would be canceled immediately, and the fact oh, yeah. that like this band is still like. I chugging. I've seen a couple people just in the wild in mayhem shirts, or a, I saw somebody in a Burzum shirt once. Oh, what the! And I was almost like, I was like, the rest of these people <laughs> might not know what you're, what's going on. <laughs> we need to leave. We need to leave. I remember, I remember, I saw somebody in a Burzum shirt. It was almost I would be like, huh? Don't see a lot of those. <laughs> uh, it was just when I lived in my small hometown. Uh, I was at the grocery store. I'm like, what are we? What are uh, we doing? I was you like, also like Lunchable Strange. <laughs> You're not gonna blow anything up, are you? Guys, we should leave. We should leave. I want to be like, you don't see a lot of yeah. those. It is one of those things where you're like, eh, it doesn't have the best no. connotation. And a lot of people, so you'll see mayhem get like people, you know, like patches you put on this and stuff. People do the mayhem. The mayhem logo is it's got bat wings on. It's got upside down cross. It's got, it's got the whole like thing. Right? If you're if you're 16 and you're like, I don't, I it's need the an identity. People people get it. Just be. It's like the misfits, right? You know yeah. how like everyone is like, oh, the misfits. It's literally just like the mayhem logo has become like a fashion thing. Yeah. And they'll just be like, oh, it's like this rebellious thing. But there's like a reason that logo is so rebellious. And, if, and if it's and it's one of those things where like. I feel like it's strange when you hope that they're posers. Yes. Because if you don't, if, don't. If you're like, hey, I just like the music, thank God. Yeah, I assume, I whenever you see it, I just assume they're just, <laughs> they're edgy. They're just edgy, like, yeah. right? They <laughs> Please just like this music. Right. And I just Please always assume like. they're just like edgy. They're just like, oh, it's the Mayhem sticker. But you see it a lot. And there's always just in the back of my head, I'm like, eh. Well, that's one way to. What are we doing? Yeah. yeah. What do you, how do you feel? Right now, in this store. In this store right what now. What are you thinking about? You, uh, but yeah, so if you ever see anybody in a uh, Mayhem uh, shirt, huh. 
lot of stuff. They have some thoughts. Maybe, maybe take a step back. <laughs> like maybe I said, leave, wait till they leave and go back in. Well, like I said, Varg tends to uh, look up things about himself and then write about them. So <laughs> maybe we'll get an extra listener. <laughs> I also love Alien. Oh, shit. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> We're going to get, like, these... Oh, I forgot to put, put this out. That uh, they tend to write lyrics in their own blood. Word. And Hellhammer still does that. He'll uh, oh. to write Mayhem lyrics. He'll use his own blood to write well, lyrics. How old are we now? 40? We're, we? we're, we're getting old. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we may get a handwritten note in blood from the Boondoggles of France. <laughs> Oh, but fuck, dude. We should have a P.O. box. Just, <laughs> just might blow up. <laughs> fuck, dude. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Freezing shit. Moon's a cool song, oh, Mark. I swear. <laughs> I really like the way you s- screamed on that one song. <laughs> I'm also a Lord of the Rings. I also like Lord of the Rings. But yeah, that is my that is my tale of the darkness oh, from Europe. Good lord. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see why they make movies like Hostel and shit. Yeah. Like, uh, and you go, this can't be real. Oh, uh, it's real. Well, thank you, Zach, for regaling me with this tale of... Of course. ...psychoticness and... Fuck, I don't even know how to describe this. This I, was this was an this wasn't an episode. This was an experience. This is yeah. This is this was uh, I I think I told you it was a new because uh, it's the I think this is the first one we've done of a lore that's actually happened. Yes, and most the, of it we just fan like fantasy. fantasy and we'll get back to something happy <laughs> soon. <laughs> but uh, it's a lore of something that happened and it's true crimey, which is something we haven't. Uh, touched on so we're breaking into a, a a new market so we have yeah i don't know if we're gonna you know what was it what's the crime junkies we're coming for we're, we're going for it this motherfucker i don't care about their empire <laughs> we did star wars empires can fall empire of the vampire one of us works at a farm <laughs> i also have two robots <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I feel kind of like a bitch for what our next episode is gonna be. Fuck. What's the- <laughs> I was gonna do.